Welcome, everyone, to the Greenmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Now, 2023 is wrapping up, and it was it was a good year wrestling-related. All things considered, there was some fantastic stuff, some great matches. There was some crap, too, but that's given no matter what year it is. Now, I wanted a chance to talk about this past year, and I could not think of two better gentlemen to join me than my good friends, Pluggo and JPJ from Between Two Beards here on Love Wrestling. So, guys, how is it going? I mean, we're good. We're good. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to this. You had, yeah, you had reached out a little while ago saying you wanted to do this, and I'm, you know, I always look forward to chatting with you. Uh, that was that was yeah. very high praise to say that he couldn't think of two better people to do this with. Though. I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, shoot. Like, <laughs> to me, you guys you guys crush it every week on Beard. So, I mean, Thank like, I've been able to tune in. I've been a guest before. And it's it's a great time. And, and I mean, you'll be a guest again. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Well, thanks, guys. But, I mean, like, <laughs> y- you guys are very in tune with the world of wrestling. I mean, it doesn't matter the promotion. It doesn't matter the level of uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I don't want to say, you know, we know that you guys know that the major leagues, you guys know the independents. So I figured, why not? You guys are here. We're going to talk wrestling and I'm excited for it. So, I mean, let's start as a whole for this year. I mean, what were like what were you guys thinking jpj was this a good year for you were you disappointed was there things you feel that could have been better as a whole what was 23 in wrestling for you uh i would say in general it was a it was a really good year i yeah. thought um it was entertaining look there's always going to be some stuff that comes with it you know what i mean like um i when we're talking strictly the wrestling, though, I feel like the wrestling that I consumed this year, uh, both through my TV screen and I had the fortunate uh, circumstance of getting to see a lot of live wrestling this year, uh, was fun. It was a lot. I mean, there were some big things that happened this year. WWE was sold yeah. this year. Uh, <laughs> CM Punk returned twice this year. Like, there's big things <laughs> That happened, and that's just two of the. And very, he fought some dudes. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> there was there was some crazy dudes. stuff that happened this year. But all in all, dude, I had a blast. Yeah. I had a blast, like personally, like doing this stuff, getting to get closer with guys like you and everybody here at Love Wrestling, and meeting some of you know wrestlers out live, you know, at local shows or big time shows. Uh, yeah, man, it's a good year. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to 2024 because I think it's going to be even bigger and better. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, Pluggo, I mean, me and you, we do four exposure every every weekend. So that covers independent wrestling. But I mean, I, I follow your social media and like you have, you know, WWE, AEW, all of that on tap as well. So, I mean, the same question for you as a whole. What were your thoughts with 20? Too much stuff is what you're saying. This was Pluggo would say too it much. Gets, wrestling. It gets overwhelming. Not what you post, but just like wrestling as a whole can be overwhelming. No, what I post could be overwhelming too. That's sometimes, fair. Sometimes. Oh, uh, for me, man, 2023 was a wild ride. Like I was looking over some stuff yesterday and it's like, we started with like Osprey and Omega having the match of the year on like January 4th, right? Mm-hmm. At Wrestle Kingdom and Mercedes Monet debuted debuted at Wrestle Kingdom. And then it was just like, we're off to the races and, I can't say this enough for guys like you and I, like JPJ and us here that like podcast we on a weekly basis, like there was never a shortage of things to discuss. Mm-hmm. There was never a week where we were like, I don't know what we're going to talk about today because something happened. Like he said, you know, TKO takes over Endeavor, all that merges. They become one CM Punk, Ronda Rousey in ROH, like just all of this crazy stuff just continues to go down and it's just like, all right, what a wild ride. But overall, super fun year. Uh, nothing disapp- nothing really disappointed me. And from like, if you were to like break it down and like pay-per-view wise, like I thought all the pay-per-views that both big companies had hit, I thought WWE 
really started to take off about mid-year in terms of their, their weekly programming. And I mean, AEW is always fun for us. We always mm-hmm. enjoy it as the three of us. So yeah, dude, just like, I can't believe, like, I don't know how you top it in 2024. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. I want to see how they top that year. Well, you had mentioned, I mean, WWE, they were really on fire this past year. I mean, you both brought it up. And I mean, they really kicked things off with a bang with Sami Zayn, the bloodline, that Mm -hmm. whole thing. And I mean, I can't think of a moment that had as much intensity, as much excitement as the Elimination Chamber, Montreal, Sami Zayn challenging for the title. And I mean, with the bloodline, I mean, I think some of us are it's dragged on quite a bit with the whole Cody thing as a whole. Ask APJ about Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Ask him. It's a year in review show. We can't. No, not yet. Not yet. We're talking about before WrestleMania right now. I'll save my rant. We'll talk before. We'll, uh, I'll make sure we get that. But I mean, like I'm knocking stuff over with the bloodline. I'm going to flat out ask this. Do you guys feel that the story has run its course? Are we getting into NWO levels of storyline here where it's just dragging on? Yes. Should we have a conclusion to this already? JPJL, let's yeah. go first. The conclusion was Cody beating <laughs> Roman for the world title at WrestleMania. That was the conclusion. And then you could have had – think about everything they – okay, first of all, first and foremost, yes. I think the Sami Zayn story and just everything that he added to the bloodline at the end of 2022 – all the way through really this and, and mania because him and Owens versus the Usos on night one is one of my better matches of the year. That moment of them winning the titles. So like if you think about everything that they did post WrestleMania, they could have done everything that we saw without the world title because the mm-hmm. world title should have been on Cody. You could have had the infighting. You could have had Jimmy and Jay and Roman and solo all kind of, you know, is is that the demise? Because if you look at it now, the bloodline, Jay's the only one out because they pieced it back together oddly to get. But at one point, Jimmy was out. It was Roman and Solo. Mm-hmm. That was it. They might they main evented Money in the Bank or no, that's the wrong one. They main evented a pay per view. Yeah, Money in the Bank maybe where the tag match. What the main match was the Usos versus Roman and Solo. What and mm-hmm. Roman was still the world champion. So it's like what. Why? Why couldn't the story the the story should have been? He's the head oh, of the table. He's okay. the tribal yeah. chief. The head of the table doesn't mean world champion. The head of the table means <laughs> he's the head of the Samoan dynasty. That's what that means. That's how that started. It was Alpha and Sika giving him the necklace after he beat whoever that was when it happened. Jay, like when that was happening, that is what head of the table meant. It meant the family. It didn't mean world champion. So, like, mm-hmm. again, yes, it does, JPJ. Again, the Bloodline story was great, and the Sammy stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year was yeah. the best stuff in all of wrestling, in my opinion. Uh, and it was. And again, I remember Plugo and I arguing week after week after week because Plugo was like, they should put the title on Sammy Zayn. And I was like, they, they absolutely did. should not because Cody <laughs> is the guy that should win the title. And then. You get to Mania, and they don't do it. And then I look back on it, and I'm like, okay, you should have put the title on Sammy. Or you should have done something, because now Roman's fought about four times this year. He's defended the belt maybe even less than that, it feels like, since Mania, what, twice? Maybe? I don't even know. And it's just like, you're going to arguably, what, do the same thing for next year? you get to Cody and Roman somehow again. And like, I'm a Cody guy. So yeah, I'm going to look forward to Cody winning, but like, it's not going to mean the same than mm-hmm. it would have. If you did, it was right. The, the story was right there for you. It was right now. And so that's, that's how I feel like the bloodline. I've enjoyed the journey, but ever since WrestleMania, I haven't cared. Mm-hmm. And it's strictly because the decision to not give Cody Rhodes, the belt at WrestleMania, it just completely killed everything at, in this story for me. And I think it's a decision that uh, it's not going to plague them. They're doing amazing stuff. Like they're yeah. breaking records and doing all these things, but it's a creative decision that I think people will look back on for a long time and be like, that was just dumb. That was just re- like an all time gaffe. 
like and I know for, now they're oh. in the great conundrum. Sorry, now they're in the great conundrum of like they brought CM Punk back, and only one of those two could win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> At least they have elimination chamber there for yeah. whoever doesn't win the Rumble. Like <laughs> I was thinking about it, and realistically without fantasy booking too much. I mean, I think you still have to have Cody win the rumble and go on to challenge Roman. I mean, that's, that's the title that has more significance. It means more, especially to this storyline, you could get away with having punk win the elimination chamber and Hey, then he goes to challenge Seth, but to do it reversed. I think it doesn't hold the same weight or have the same, value to the story they're telling so that's a big part going forward but pluggo i'm going to ask you because i mean i know for myself beginning of the year i mean with the rumble elimination chamber heading into mania season like i was watching a lot more wwe product i mean it's it really grabbed my attention with the whole Sami Zayn storyline how yeah. much did Co how much did cody not winning affects your enjoyment with the product uh, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't hit me as hard as uh JPJ in the sense that like it affected what I was doing, but there was that just odd moment at WrestleMania where like night one absolutely ruled. And then Amazing. like, then like night two was like a pull was yeah. like very meh because of just, I don't know what they did. Vince was still in charge. They changed it, whatever happened. And then if I was always kind of like, Right after that, like Cody didn't win, and my thought process is like, all right, where do you go from here? Like, what do you mm -hmm. do now? How do you get him back? And now we're in the same holding pattern that we were last year at this time, where it's like, well, it's got to be Cody, right? It's got to be Cody. But then, of course, The Rock did that tease at game day, saying like he might, and then that was the whole. If you get the rocket four, if you get the rocket thirty nine, he'll be there. You got to do Rock and Roman, so Cody can't be the guy. So it just got like, all right, I don't know how you're going to book yourself out of this, and the whole bloodline thing kind of has splintered in a way. But for me, it was like Raw was never really appointment viewing for most of twenty twenty three until mm. about like. SummerSlam, they've really started to pick it up, yeah, and I it feel was like the last couple months they've really like. So like now I have here. I have this feeling of like if I don't at least keep an eye on what's going on, if I have something going on, like keep in tune, I might miss something. But it was pretty dreadful there for a hot minute after that, <laughs> just the flating Cody thing. But I still was like, eh. I just don't know how you get there. There's a lot of things they got to do. And it just seems like you had Cody win the rumble last year. You're going to have one of this year. He's going to go to WrestleMania. And then of course, what if they don't finish the story in 2024? Because SummerSlam Roman's right there to beat some more records. And they love to beat records. No, I think, but somebody think has to not beat a record once, right? Like somebody has yeah. to get stopped short. Nobody ever gets stopped short when it comes to these records. When they get close, they just let it happen. I think at this point, if you were to run it again and have Cody not win, I mean, you were doing That's a it. disservice <laughs> to the product, to the fans. And I mean, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of people check out at that point. Yeah. What's the investment? Why would, what's the investment? Mm -hmm. Cody is so over. He's so over. And that loss to Roman didn't hurt. Like to me, again, coming out of WrestleMania, Roman immediately goes to the bloodlines breaking up with the, within the family and Cody immediately goes to Brock Lesnar. I have no issues with either of those stories. However, imagine Cody was the world champion mm -hmm. and Brock Lesnar was coming after him going, all right, congrats. You beat Roman. Great. You never faced, you never faced anybody like me before. I'm Brock friggin' Lesnar. And that whole summer thing was for the title mm -hmm. like that, that feud, which I actually liked the Cody Brock stuff. But the, th that feud means so much more. And Brock Lesnar is the perfect first championship opponent for someone like Cody Rhodes. And Roman could have still, you could have had every match that Roman had. Still the same matches those two months post-WrestleMania where he wasn't defending the friggin' title anyway. Everything could have stayed the same. And it just would have meant so much more to me if Cody was the champion. And I don't think you would have lost the luster that you did because I do feel like the Bloodline story lost a lot of luster after WrestleMania. I feel like if the if Roman wasn't the champion and he wasn't not like he wasn't defending the title, 
I feel like it wouldn't have lost as much luster as it did. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that Roman was still the champion and he wasn't defending the title and hardly wrestling hurt. It hurt to the point where they had to create a second world title. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they unified they, the other one. Yes, they created and... the Seth Rollins title this year <laughs> mm-hmm. because they were like, yeah, this guy's yeah. going to wrestle five times the rest of the year. And he's our champion mm-hmm. because the old man wanted him to get to a thousand. Give me a break. Give me a break. Okay. Now <laughs> let's, let's flip to the other side here. I want to talk MJF and his run. I mean, mm. he cleared over a year, this, uh, you know, a, a month ago or so. So, I mean, he had quite, you know, he's had quite the run as champion. I personally, I feel it started off very strong. It's kind of hit a bit of a dip with Mm -hmm. everything that they were trying to do with, you know, the best friend storyline with Adam Cole, all of that. Like you can tell there's been a bit of a low plug. AEW main event picture. How have you been feeling about that with 2023? Like I, I like MJF and I like, like you said, everything that they did with Adam Cole. Um, I I hope Samoa Joe beats him at World's End yeah. whenever this releases are, at the end are of you the month. Done with MJF, it's not that I'm done with him as champ. I just think like, all right, what else are we gonna do within this thing? Like, he's becoming super MJF, where he's beating two guys in tag matches, like he's wrestling mm-hmm. twice a day, you know, twice a pay per view, and it's just become like Samoa Joe needs to be the guy that stops it. Because like you said, I just something fresh on new. And again, and it's not, it's not, a, it's not because MJF sucks. It's because there's so many other people on that roster that I'd like to see as mm-hmm. champ too. And that's the problem mm-hmm. when you have a very talented roster, a lot of people like hangman's ready. Mox is always an option. Swerve's Swerve. been killing it. Yeah, exactly. Mox. Like I, hell, I even was kind of buying into Jay White. As oh, yeah. AEW World Champion, oh, yeah. like, he looked again, good with it's that belt not place, a slight on MJF at all. I just think like the reason he kept it for a year was though I'm going to go to WWE in 2024, and they kind of cooled that whole thing off. So it's like I think he's probably signed. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he hasn't. I, but I fully believe he has. I would be shocked that they would have invested this much time to him as like a dual. Let alone, I know it's different companies technically, but he's a double champion right now. Yeah, and he's been the world champion for the majority. It was has it been. It's not the full calendar year, but the majority was it the full calendar year. When did he win the belt? He won. Didn't he win the title at full gear last year? 20, right, mm-hmm. twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So he's had it for the full calendar year. Now you can't you can't predict injuries, correct? And I feel yeah. like we would all be thinking differently if Adam Cole did not get injured. Because I feel like that the devil story that they are prolonging, which, again, I'm still intrigued. I'm still interested. But to me, it feels like it feels like that that's the culmination of this MJF story is who that devil is. And it feels like that they probably wrote for that to be revealed a little while ago, but because of the injury, they're doing their best to keep it going until I think Adam Cole is the devil until Adam Cole is healthy to continue that story. Cause look at let's the all summer, dude, that the best friends angle was. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was the, one of the main things everyone was talking about their match that went to the time limit to start. This whole thing was incredible. The chemistry that these guys had immediately was off the charts. I mean, and we're talking about, like, if we're just talking MJF in total, MJF, in my opinion, had one of, if not the best Iron Man match of all time mm-hmm. with Brian Daniels. And you want to talk about Brian Danielson? That's a whole other conversation. I don't know if we're going to be talking about him at some point. This guy's been injured half the year, and he's still the wrestler of the year, Brian Danielson. But MJF, he had an, like, the matches he was having were just incredible. And then he starts this whole character journey, turning into a good guy and starting to care about people and care about being this noble champion and all this stuff. And it's amazing how over he is as a babyface. I think we all knew it would happen. But, like, it's amazing that he's over. But now, to me personally, as someone who loves AEW and I love MJF, I have felt the last couple months, I'm like, we are literally just hanging on until we can finish this story. 
And again, mm -hmm. I understand you can't control or predict an injury, but I feel like they could have pivoted better. I feel like they probably could have pivoted better because to me, it feels like there's no structure to the story anymore. They're literally just hanging on as long as they can to get to a healthy, I think, Adam Cole, which will finish this saga that we're going through. Ooh. One thing with AEW and like the world title picture specifically, I mean, they like their long reigns for their champions. How beneficial do you think a shorter reign might help out with the product, even just to spark a little interest? Because I mean, it's they've kind of stayed even keel throughout yeah. the past couple of years, you know, like they really haven't done anything to hotshot anything. And, you know, like you say, they don't like to pivot, but Something like a quick title reign, a title change, even on a dynamite, that might be more beneficial to them. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, the outside of CM Punk because he got injured, that's literally the shortest title. Not every title reign has to be a year long. Yeah, I agree. Like, we're seeing that on both sides. If you're just talking about the two major North American yeah. promotions, we're seeing long title reigns. Like they're becoming the standard again, which again, I'm not against the long title reign, no, but yeah. not every reign that somebody has needs like Seth Rollins. And I love Seth Rollins. He hasn't had to have that title for this long. Nakamura couldn't have beat him once. And then yeah. Seth mm -hmm. won it back a month later. Who gives a shit? Like who mm -hmm. cares? That used to happen all the time. I don't want that to be the norm. Like in the Cena years, it felt like the title was changing hands every two weeks. I don't want that. But like, if you have a three-month feud with two people, they can hot shot it back during the feud. The one guy gets the edge, he wins the title, then the good guy wins it back in two months. What's what not every title reign needs to go for six, seven, eight months. Not no, everyone. And it's it's possible to use that to actually elevate someone instead of just having them in that main event picture kind of dragging their ass for six months. You know, you can use that, get them a bit of a rub, they lose the title back, and hey, you still have another main event player there yeah. for other feuds, for another title reign down the line. Like, I, you have options. I just think about, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pick on Seth Rollins, but I just think about the world, the world heavyweight title that they have on Raw, right? <laughs> Drew McIntyre? Would any of us have had mm -hmm. a problem if this new heel character, which I love, by the way, of Drew McIntyre and what he's doing right now, if he would have beat Seth and won that title, even if it was for a couple months and Seth wins it back at the Rumble for CM Punk at Mania, whatever. Like, why not? Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I just think about it and I'm like, yeah, Seth was the number one PWI guy, one of the best wrestlers in the world. He is the company guy. I get it, but like, you don't think it would have benefited Shinsuke Nakamura from winning that title once in the two or three matches they've had? Drew McIntyre winning that title in front of fans. I know it's as a bad guy and he wouldn't be getting cheered like he would have at the Mania in 2020. But still, like, it benefits those guys. And Seth could win it back the next month and nobody remembers, nobody bats an eye. It wouldn't have, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have mattered. I don't know. I just feel like we are getting, we're in a place now where the main titles, and some of it makes sense, you know? But like, the, like, to me, one of the longest title reigns, clearly, that I have no problem with is Gunther as the mm -hmm. IC champ. I have no problem with him still holding that. I have no problem with it because they've made it entertaining the whole time. And they've it's it just the character and the way that he cares and talks about the IC title and stuff like that. Like, I have no problem with that. I'm not saying all long title reigns are bad. I just feel like, like you said, elevate somebody. Nakamura mm -hmm. is one of the all-time greats. Well, okay, he's like 0 for 7. In world title matches since he's been in WWE. He can't win one? Not one. <laughs> he had that string against AJ Styles years ago where he lost like every match. I think that AJ was champ at the time. I could be mistaken, yep. but like. He should have won it there too. 100%. Yeah. AJ can win it back the next month. Who cares? Who cares? Mm -hmm. But you have him lose three matches in a row, and then he loses a couple more in a row to Seth, and it's like, okay, now me, even though I know. And I'm not a big New Japan guy. Like I, 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 you know, I don't watch it regularly. But like I know Nakamura is a legend. But every time that Nakamura goes for a world title match, what do I care? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, he's not going to win. He's never, he's never won. Why do I think this time is going to be any different? You, you got to believe, man. You got to believe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, Plugo, you had mentioned Osprey and Omega earlier. And I mean, that yes. kicked off. I mean, that was January 4th, I think, of 2023. <laughs> and we had a match of the year. Yeah, I was screaming, which, match of the year. <laughs> and it's one that still holds up to 
we're recording this December 12th and I can't think of many better than that one. How much did that match being just an all time banger of a match? Did it affect your viewing throughout the year? Because to me, there were really great matches, but I had already seen Omega and Osprey and it just blew these out of the water. Well, Omega and Osprey, every time they, they mix it up, it's always a classic. So for me, it's like, okay, was that Omega and Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom though? Like, it's tough not to like have that be the bar, especially so early, because there, you know, everybody does that. Oh, we, we're, oh, we lost him. Where'd he go? No. Um, because you know everybody does that where it's like, all right, it's the new year. We're gonna start fresh. Twenty twenty two's in the rear view. Can't wait to see what happens. And boom, they put on just like an insta classic right away, like crazy crazy mm-hmm. stuff that again like you're we're talking about it in december and it still holds up as probably could win match of the year in many publications i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah like i'm going me going through my list and i have both omega osprey matches on there yeah. because they were two very different matches but two incredible matches yeah. so i mean like you could line those two out for any pay-per-view and I will enjoy the work that they do together. It's a and great now stuff. He's coming and he signed to the AEW in 2023. Yeah. Osprey is going to be there next year. Full time. Crazy stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, when you talk about four days into the new year, those guys put on something special like they did at wrestle kingdom. It was like, man, it's amazing. And then they did the same, like you said, a forbidden door half, half the year later, they just mm-hmm. do the same, a completely different type of match, but still again, one of the best matches of the year. And it just makes you want to see the trilogy or the third one, whenever it happens. And like Plugo said, now start of next year, you know, probably after wrestle kingdom, he's an AEW. So that's something mm-hmm. we can see regularly. And you think about the matches he'll have with MJF with, Adam Cole, Omega again, like all Swerve, Hangman, all the matches that Osprey. Because like, don't get me wrong, those Omega matches are incredible. But like, he had a bang, he had a banger of a match with who uh, wrestled Chris Naito. Jericho. Yeah, he yeah. him and Jericho was a great match yeah. at All In. Mm-hmm. It was a great. I I feel like Osprey's a cheat code. Like he can't have yeah, a bad have a match, match with, with anybody. anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you he had that like, match like, with. Yeah. Mike Bailey two yes. months ago for Impact that was just a seventeen minute sprint and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, so I, I think about something like that, and I think about like uh, we're gonna have we're gonna be seeing him and like someone like me, right? Like I I pay attention to like Wrestle Kingdom, and mm-hmm. I pay attention to certain things, but like I'm not a regular New Japan. I'm mainly a North American television wrestling watcher. That's kind of what I am. That's been my mm-hmm. wrestling life. The thought of being able to in the matches I've seen of Will Ospreay, I get why people talk about him the way they do because he's amazing. But the idea of like, oh, we're a few months away from being able to see this guy wrestle every single week, like that gets me excited because I want to see more of that guy. Because in my life, I've probably only seen a dozen matches of him, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. and they've all been amazing. But, like, to be able to know, like, that guy's going to be on my television screen every week on the programs that I watch, that I love, and I'm going to get to see this guy become probably an even bigger star than he already is. Like, that gets me that gets me excited. It gets me excited mm-hmm. to see the matchups that we're going to see. Uh, I'm going to take this time to ask favorites. Um, just a couple, because, I mean, it, it'll segue into the next little bit, but... Both of you, what were your favorite events from this past year? What stood out to you as one of the best ones? Plugo, <laughs> no, no, I'll let you go first. All right, yeah, no, and then I'll let JP. Oh, go. I don't know. I mean, we talked elimination chamber. That was a that was a huge moment. That was really yeah. good. Uh I'm partial to fast lane only because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I had quite a night. Uh Survivor Series is really good. Um yeah. Trying to think of anything like I any like clever answer. I don't really have one. Like I said earlier, like I felt like both major promotions, AEW and WWE, 
really showed out like forbidden door ruled mm-hmm. for AEW. like i mean i just thought all of them were really well done like i never went into a pay-per-view okay let me say that let me rephrase that i probably went into a couple pay-per-views going oh this probably isn't gonna deliver like i think it is and then i left them pretty excited like okay they they, they showed out so i can't really put i don't have a clever answer for that okay blair <laughs> Jeez. I'm not looking for a clever answer. I'm just uh, looking for an honest answer. Uh, to me, yes, one that has stuck out to my mind since it happened was Backlash in Puerto Rico, man. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, that crowd. That crowd. That crowd mm-hmm. Almost like... <laughs> I feel like it rejuvenated me as a wrestling fan. Like, I was watching that, and I was like, man, this is like... Whew, I want to be in a crowd. like." And I just thought, like, the EO, like that whole night, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. EO's the heel. That crowd is chanting and singing for EO. They want EO to win. That to me, not talk if we're not talking like specific matches or events, to me, my wrestling moment of the year is the bad bunny entrance from Backlash. Mm-hmm. That shit was wild. That crowd was, you could see them moving in unison. They were singing every word to that song. They, that to me, that whole moment, I'm getting goosebumps talking about that whole moment. I remember sitting on my couch watching it and I'm being like, this is special. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something that we're going to be talking about. They're going to show this forever. Like forever. Like this is crazy. They killed it this year with like the overseas crowd or the other yeah. like other like yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah, clash at the Canada castle. doesn't count. Yeah. Clash at, the, clash at the Clash was Cash Clash at the Cancel Castle really good. No, did it? they do money in the bank from England this year? They did right? Money? Yeah, was they did like, from England. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought Port, I thought back an all in ruled yeah, from like, England. Like the old, the I don't want to, I, I said overseas, but I just mean the non United like States crowds, international, international crowds. crowds. I'm not a leer, I'm not a wordsmith, but um, Shout that, out was, that backlash is the one to me that whenever I think about like special occasions or special things, like I'm like, dude, that that whole thing ruled, that whole thing ruled. I mean, we. You, you guys mentioned all in and I don't think anyone when they first announced that they were going to run Wembley stadium thought that there would be 80,000 plus people there. Like they announced that I'm thinking like there's going to be 40,000 tops and mm-hmm. it'll still be a success, but it's not going to be as good. And it's just going to be a running joke, but man, all in absolutely crushed it with the, the people, the matches, mm. the lineup, and I mean, I, I'm going to ask for your guys' thoughts on the event as a whole. I mean, it's infamous. It's the last <laughs> it's infamous now. Um, I thought, it, I, I think all in all, it was good for wrestling that a non-WWE company could get that many people there. It, and it, they're already doing good, too. They've already, it just... They already have like 30 something thousand tickets sold for next year's without a match, and they got a long time to go. So, like, if they can make that a yearly staple where they're getting a crowd like that in there, like, that's really good for them, and that's really good for wrestling as a whole. Um, I thought the event was good, it was banking on the MJF Adam Cole stuff. They they wrestled on the pre show and what, and then they wrestled in the main event against each other, and that storyline was really, really hot at that moment. Um, I thought, you know, it, the show opened up. I mean, it was the last time we'll, we would see him in AEW television, but the show opened up with Joe and Punk, and that was a classic throwback to their rivalry in Ring of Honor. That was a good match. Then, obviously, you had the chaos of everything that was happening backstage with Jungle Boy and Punk. And I mean, it was a monument. It, it's, it's an event that AEW is going to bank on for the rest of their company's career like they're going to always mention that and they're always going to mm-hmm. mention it's the large you know until it eventually gets beaten because every record's made to be broken i guess but like yeah man i thought it was a huge moment for wrestling and i think it was probably the biggest moment in the short five years of AEW for sure uh plugo i'll ask you this in coinciding with all in i mean it was a, a a great show. I mean, I it had me. You know, I was watching from beginning to end. I couldn't put my like. I couldn't pick up my phone. I was that invested in the programming. But how do they capitalize on that to continue elevating to the next level? Because I mean, you had all in, then a week later, all out. But then it still seemed par for the course with AEW that they really couldn't get over that hump. What do you think they need to do to 
for even this upcoming year to get on that trajectory and keep riding that wave? Uh, that was a tough week, man. Like that, that the, right there, the CM Punk stuff really marred like what was really a really cool and like monumental moment. It's like, well, all we could talk about was CM Punk fighting backstage. And then you go right into all out, which you didn't give any time for all in to kind of breathe. In 2024 for AEW, if I was, if I, I mean, that's why I'm sitting here with you and not, you know, running a wrestling promotion. I just yet. think they, I yet. think yet, yet. Oh, I don't think I'll ever do that. I, oh, that seems like a headache and a half. Um, I just feel like they need to run their own race. Don't worry about what everybody else does. Don't worry about, you know, what CM Punk's saying on Raw. Who cares? Um, as much as I enjoy the shots back and forth, but. They really just need to hone in on what they're doing. And you're starting to see it. I know JPJ and I had talked on beards. I think it was last week or the week before about like, we're really starting to see them like lay more groundwork again and start putting some more stars over. You're starting to see more progression in the women's, uh, the women's booking, which is always nice. It's just, again, just do what, do what brought you to the dance, do what everybody loves, stick Mm -hmm. to that. And you know, does Tony, I don't know. I'm not the guy to ask if Tony Khan needs some more help. If he needs like, you know, I don't know, just the backstage stuff needs to settle down and focus on the product at hand. And you'll get back to it. If they do that, just cause we all loved it when it first started. And then it kind of, there's been all this like headache over the last couple, like the last year or so of just this, this story coming out, that story coming out. Just oh, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to put that tight lipped and just focus on the wrestling, you know. I I really think with the Continental Classic taking mm. place, it is really taking them back to their roots of being yes, the is. alternative, having these great matches and doing even a little thing with like not having outside interference. I mean, I think this is something that you're going to start seeing more and more into the regular matches going forward after this because I mean you're almost getting the fans accustomed to having matches with no interference now where with yeah. clean wins and losses, which will only benefit as we keep going. But I mean, this, the Continental Classic for me has really done a number, just being able to show like having Roosh on weekly TV, having Swerve continue his elevation. Mm-hmm. The only complaint I have is that there aren't more guys in this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think I think down the line, when you see the success of this one, maybe down the line in future ones, it turns into a, a larger tournament. Maybe instead of just two groups, there's four or we, well, however you do it. Um, but I agree with you. And I, I agree that, you know, one of the things with AEW, and again, like Pluggo said, him, I love AEW. I've loved it since mm-hmm. the day it came out, and I still mm-hmm. love it. But it did it did feel like and it you know that there was interference or some sort of chicanery or bs happening every single match and there mm-hmm. were people all over ringside and all this and all that and i do feel like like you said the continental classic has killed that for a little bit you know because now in the shows that we're seeing every week the main wrestling matches are with this tournament are with this stuff yep. and i think like you said it will benefit them because not only will it make wrestling fans and AEW fans get used to no interference but now it'll make the times that interference does happen not seem like something that's happening all the time because that can get watered down and have no effect as well uh so i think it helps everyone as a whole and uh yeah i would like to see more guys in future i think this has been a huge success for AEW. i think it's them getting back to their core because at the end of the day right yeah, you want to compete with WWE and you want to be that, but you, they were an alternative. And the alternative yes. was, hey, we're going to have, and not saying WWE doesn't, but we're going to have banger matches every show. We're going to have these new characters. Our storylines are going to be different because we're going to be a different type of company. And, I feel, and I'm not attribu- attributing it to MJF alone, but since MJF has turned into this babyface character, it does feel like his storyline is more of a WWE structured thing. And I feel like yeah. some fans are like, okay, well, like we watched you 
because we wanted to watch something different than those guys. And now we feel like we're kind of watching that a lighter version of those guys. And I feel mm -hmm. like this classic and the quality of matches and the quality of the wrestlers in it. I would like to see a woman's one of these at some point as well, Tony. Uh, like, I, I think this has gotten people back to being like, oh, this is why I love AEW because when they're on, I see, at least in my opinion, in North America, there's no better wrestling product. And this is kind of reminding people of that. Uh, like with the, the women's roster with AEW, I mean, you have so many wrestlers there that aren't getting weekly television time. And we've seen it the past, I'll say, six weeks, eight weeks, where you're starting to see you're getting more segments with them. You're getting mm -hmm. longer matches. They are getting more of a chance. But it, it does take time to rehab that division for how little it was shown care for. I do think we're on the right track with it, but it has to continue this progression. But I've liked what I've seen so far because, I mean, you're seeing, you know, say a solid 10 women from the roster being involved with storylines now, getting regular TV time. And, I mean, they've been able to elevate Julia Hart. You know, Chris Datlander was made to be, like, a top member of that division. And, I mean, like... I'm here for all of these wrestlers getting more TV time, more exposure, because I mean, like there are some really great wrestlers in there not getting a chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pluggo, I'll let you uh, give your thoughts on the women's division. <laughs> in AEW, the women's division, or the lack thereof. That's mm -hmm. how I feel. No, we've, uh, we've spoken about it regularly on for exposure, just with it, women's wrestling. In yes. general. You know how I feel about every time I see an independent wrestling show have an all-women show and I see these bigger companies say it's not possible. I don't have the answer. I had somebody ask me on Facebook the other day when I had posted about Britt Baker's promo time in 2023. Granted, I know she was working, but it's still a glaring stat where she has zero promo time in 2023. I think that that's a problem. How do you have Britt mm -hmm. Baker not have any dynamite promo time? She's the face of your company in the women's division. She was the most she, over person in the company. She, she held it down. At one point. Um, she I, saved that division during the pandemic. 100%. But the, the biggest problem, uh, you know, and the WWE had that problem for a good half of the year, too, where it was just like it's plug and play with those titles. Like, oh, we're mm -hmm. going to put the title on you, so every week we're going to throw somebody new in. We're going to throw somebody new in. We're going to heat them up for like a week, give them to you, and then be done with them. I would like to see, especially in AEW, like they figure out a way to like, just because you lost that title match, whether the TBS or the women's title, that you don't just fall off the face of the earth for the next, you know, three months. Like figure out a way to give them something to do between all of the TV time you have now to keep them going. Like there's no reason we can't have two women's storylines popping off on a dynamite once in a while. Like, is it every week? Does it need to be a 50-50 split? I don't think I'm the person to answer that question because that's. I just know that what I see at 9-15 every Wednesday night isn't enough. And they, it's hard to get invested into these women when I don't see them for, you know, like two months. Yeah. after mm -hmm. If they're healthy, two months after they've wrestled in a title match. And it's like, like Sky Blue lost last week. What do we got? Oh, I hope they don't just shelve her. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like you brought up something that I think is it's very noticeable. It's how like they'll elevate someone. You'll see them wrestling, you know, on dynamite on rampage. And then like, Hey, they're getting a title match next week. And then they disappear for four weeks. Yep. I would love to see, you know, like, you know, okay. Have a match on dynamite, but have a different match on rampage, continue elevating more of that roster so that you do have different options. And it's not just such a plug and play storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I fully agree, and they, yeah, they clearly have the talent for it, and you know, again, like, but like you said, the last, they're nowhere near where they need to be, but the last no. month, month and a half, there's but been they, small things you can look at and go, okay, well, that's more than what we're used to, so maybe they got to speed it the hell up, if you want my opinion, but like, maybe yeah. we're head, someone's in Tony's ear, or maybe we're heading in the right direction where we're going to start seeing. Keep the foot on the gas. Yeah, you got to keep going, though. Yeah. You got to keep going. Yes. Okay, now, oh, go ahead. No, I was saying yes. I was saying oh. yes. I said, like, I agree. Gotcha. 
I know that's okay. not great for television or podcasting to just agree the entire show. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know. Um, we talked about All In. We briefly mentioned CM Punk. And I never would have imagined we'd see two CM Punk returns in the same year, but for different promotions. And I mean, like, I, I like punk. I enjoy his matches. I could do with all with, I could do without all of the backstage bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm putting it bluntly, but like, I just, I just want him to wrestle and put all of that past. And I hope that we get that with WWE and his run. It's almost, I'm very leery of it as it starts off now, just with the mm-hmm. promos that he's had and the directions that they're starting to go. But I mean, like, let's talk CM Punk. He left unceremoniously from AEW, shows up in WWE a few months later, and now here we are. Overall thoughts on Phil. <laughs> you want to go first? Plug you want me to go first? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh you're, shit! You're, from, you're near Chicago. Yeah, I am near Chicago. I am a CM Punk guy. I'm, every time there was a return or potential whatever signing, I thought it was going to be him. I was always wrong. <laughs> then I got two of them this year. Mm. Um, <laughs> like you said, I love CM Punk. I just felt like whatever was going on in AEW was a lot. Like it overshadowed way too much good that the company was doing. And, of course, I'm sitting here now. He debuts in Chicago, Survivor Series. He comes out, doesn't say a word, huge pop. And I'm invested, you know, and I stay up, and I'm like, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And I can't help it, okay? I I like the guy. I love – he's, like, my favorite wrestler. So, like, I hope everything he's saying now, he truly means it, and he's trying to change. I mean – because if you think about it, and Rollins said it on Monday night last night or whenever this recorded, the, the, whatever night it was, if it's this goes out in a couple weeks, I don't know. But like, it's oh, going out this week. So. Okay, I was gonna say. Okay, so last night, you know, and he said like Seth was like, you know, until you like self implode again, like I, I know you, your true colors, but it, it's your last chance. Like, yeah. this has every, to be. Everybody this knows it. Everybody, everybody knows it's your last chance. And, and so that's like, what. I, wow. All right. Oh, shoot. Oh, things are burning down. We're talking about CM Punk. Seth Rollins, burn it down. Burn it down. (laughs) What was was his first theme? This fire burns? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. No, um, where was I going with that? I had a thought. And then, uh, well, no, it it would behoove CM Punk to have this go well, right? So he's doing the, uh, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, uh, metaphorically speaking. You know, he's going to NXT. He's doing all the fun stuff. I, I, I do I believe that like do I believe that he's home and he's like no I don't I didn't buy that for a second because Seth Rollins you know he did spend the last ten years trying to systematically tear that place apart mm-hmm. to just walk in and be like I had to go do all that to come home to get what I needed nah man you're coming because you're hot you're popular you're getting that money grab but I'm here for it like I am a CM Punk guy I'm here for Seth I loved everything they've done so far with like him like calling out certain people or having backstage interactions. Like I want to see all those matches. Let's just, and I, I tweeted it. Let's see what happens when that main event WrestleMania spot doesn't become his. Does he start to get a little CM Punky? We'll see. I don't know, but I, I mean, as long as I'm, I'm good for it, I'm good with it. As long as he's, you know, being, being haved and it's working yeah, as long as he's well behaved. If he's on TV, happen. I'm happy with it. Right. Like I just, the problem in AEW was they stopped it. They started it. He got injured. Then he got pissed Then he got injured. Then he got pissed again. And they kept like delaying things for punk and giving him his own show. And then it just became this just mess. And I don't know. I, I believe the WWE has more of a structure to them to be able to handle it. I just hope, that it works out because I think him in wrestling is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I'm like Pluggo, like I I've been watching wrestling my whole life, but like there was a spat where I kind of got in and I kind of got out of it a little bit. And the summer of Punk brought me back. Like that mm-hmm. was one of the main reasons why I was like, all right, I'm a hundred percent back in here. Like I'm Same invested again. And he's always been one of my favorites. Now. As excited as I was that he returned to ATW and to ATW, AEW two years ago, uh, 
his AEW tenure, even though there was a lot of good stuff I enjoyed, it really pissed me off, to be honest with you, because I was sitting there going like, hey, man, like, I was so happy that and this, and this is me just talking to myself as a selfish wrestling fan. But I'm like, I was so happy that you came back and like, you're acting like a piece of shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like you're acting like a piece of trash. Like why, why are you starting fights? Why are you talking like that at a press conference? Like with your boss right there, embarrassing him. And you're getting in fist fights with a dude that's 20 years younger than you. Like grow up, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You're the adult. You're supposed to be, you know, like what's going on. And I, not that I ever ended up disliking the guy, but like he made like as a fan of his, I was like, nah, man, like that's not, this is not the CM Punk return that I signed up for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but what I can see at least, and again, it's very early and I already don't like the fact that they're, t- and I get it, it's Royal Rumble season. Bobby Lashley had a quote. He was asked about CM Punk like a week ago or something. And he was like, he's going to make a lot of money and he's a big face. And I'm, you know, he's good for business. So I'm not upset that he's here, but they better not throw him into the Royal Rumble and have him win the Royal Rumble right away and give him these world titles. Like you see that they do sometimes like he needs to earn it and he needs to blah, blah, blah. And I fully agree. Mm-hmm. I I understand you're CM Punk. I understand you're one of the biggest names in the history of, of everything here. Like, I get it. Your last two years have been tumultuous, and you almost brought a company down with you because there was an aftermath in AEW after CM Punk left, and it was very much a lull. I think the Continental Classic is getting them out of it mm-hmm. now, but ever since All In, even though it was so successful and stuff like that, there was this... Yeah, Hangman had a promo where he said, I've had this cloud over my head for the last yes. 13 months. CM Punk was the cloud yeah. over AEW. Well, and just, you felt it. You felt just, it as a fan. You felt yeah. it. Just you think, know? though, like if he's super successful in WWE, what better way to stick it to AEW than for WWE and Punk to go, look at us. We're old mans. We're happy as all yeah. get out. You guys were the problem. Don't yeah. go there. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy he's back. But I think, it's, I, I think you need to... I do feel like he needs to you need to play ball here, punk. Like you need to you need to be the good guy shaking and like don't get me wrong, you be a heel, be your character, whoever, but like you need to be the good guy behind the scenes. Yes. Being nice to everybody. I'm gonna ask you. hands and showing respect and helping the young people. You need to prove that you really wanna be here. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna I'm gonna ask it, you, Blair, ten yeah. years ago, do you think CM Punk would have showed up to this version of NXT? <laughs> Not a chance. Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> he's 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 like I'm like, there. Let's yeah, go. Sean Michaels. With the he Bret would have Hart talked about how stuff. it was yeah. just a, a corporate machine churning out wrestlers for the next generation. There's no heart and soul, and you know how he wrestled in <laughs> IWA Mid South. Yeah. And, I, and I, I I look at it now, right? And I feel like when he left ten years ago, uh, he was at a point where I think he just needed to not wrestle. He just mm-hmm. needed to get away from it. He had been wrestling his whole life and the corporate BS. And I can only imagine how hard it is working for somebody like Vince McMahon as much, as much as, you know, and I just mean that in a business sense in general, working for anybody with that kind of, you know, bravado power say whatever. Right. Um, he needed to leave and he was gone for a long time. And then he got the wrestling itch and I think he got to AW, and he realized that the grass isn't always greener. And I, I truly think like that he needed to go to AEW to fall back in love with wrestling fully. Mm-hmm. But then I think he saw the lack of a structure, the lack. It probably felt like an, a giant independent where like the boys are running the show. They got this guy, Tony Khan, but the boys are running the show. There's clicks. There's this. There's that. And you could tell that he didn't have a good time from pretty early on until he left. Mm-hmm. And it's only been a few weeks, but he looks happy. Yeah, he looks really happy. Yeah. And again, we've only seen him on three or four shows, but he looks like he looks like a guy that wants to be where he's at right now. And the problem is, like Pluggo said, when they tell him in three weeks, hey, buddy, you're not winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, right. Cody's winning the Royal Rumble again. You're not winning it. OK, yeah, we might have you in Seth main event night one, but it's not a guarantee. OK, well, then how's the act? Yeah. How's the act? Because if he goes back to the old CM Punk and Pro- Rollins said it in, the, in his promo, uh, and there is a little bit of truth to that, but like that old CM Punk stuff, it ain't going to fly this time around. People like Rollins and Owens and Zane and the mm-hmm. veterans, Becky, all these people, they're not going to put up with that shit. 
<laughs> and if he starts acting like that, not only will they tell him, they'll go to Hunter because I think Hunter is way more receptive of what they have to say than someone like Vince is. And they will go, get this guy out of here. And I think Hunter will listen. Now, very quickly, do we see Jack Perry in an AEW ring before the year is up this year? Or are we waiting till 2024 before we see him again? I think there's a chance Jack Perry's the devil. Mm-hmm. I think there is a chance to that, but I think the story itself should be. I, I think I think Jack Perry should come back at Revolution and win the face of the Revolution ladder match. That's what I would do if I was bringing Jack Perry back. Because they said he's good to go. He's not really suspended anymore from what people, they just don't have anything for him. Okay. Finish the year out. They clearly have the stories built. It doesn't He doesn't need to be involved at World's End. Let the year end. Mm-hmm. And then I would have him be, you know, if they have the face of the Revolution ladder match, have him be a surprise like they did with Hangman that one year or the devil who won it last year, whatever, you know, uh, the, whoever. But I, I think that would be a good return spot for yeah. him. Something Controversial like take, but has anybody really missed him? You know, I was enjoying heel Just, Jack Perry. I feel like he was getting into a sweet, like it started off a little rocky, yeah. but I feel like. I feel like he was hitting his sweet spot of like really turning into like a good heel. The question will be, be when he cover. comes back, does he come back? Will he get cheered or booed? Will people be excited? And I don't mean that in any slight. I just feel like there's so much good stuff going on that I haven't really noticed that he's been gone. I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not even saying that everything that went down with CM Punk is his fault. So I'm not mad at the guy. I don't dislike him. I think he's a hell of a wrestler. I've just noticed that, like, if you if you if you brought him back next week, like, just to bring him back, like, I feel like you need to have something for him and really like, kind of like they let Miro sit on the shelf at AEW for most of 2023, like. <laughs> That is, Miro is an, an enigma in his own with everything going on with that. But like, yeah. I think deep down, I would love to see Jack Perry walk out there and like, he's going to get a reaction when he comes out, but just to see the smirk on his face, yeah. I think will be something very, yeah, very special. So like, took down it, punk. yeah, it could be really great depending on how they build it. But I love the idea of him showing up at like, the face of the revolution ladder match or something along those lines. It's like a mystery person. Like to me, I'd be all in on that. No pun intended. <laughs> um, favorite matches from this past year. Uh, if you guys have a couple of them, I would love to hear them. Oh boy. Um, well, I know we already, all right. So, um, yeah, we already I mean, gushed hang, over hang, Oscar. hangman and swerve. Yeah. Yeah. Hangman and Swerve. I know it's recency bias probably, but man, oh man. What a match. Violent. Just like everything about it, man. That that match ruled so hard. And then uh, for me, Rhea and Charlotte from WrestleMania was yeah. incredible. Yeah, incredible. Charlotte was good. Uh, there's oh more, but I've had to pick two. One of, you know, those, those are the two. <laughs> oh my gosh, on the spot like that. I should have prepared myself, right? Let me... I had some stuff written down. Oh my gosh. Can I talk about LPW and say how much I love Speedball and MRB? Sure. Hell yeah. And and Hell Zoe yeah. and Judas Icarus and as I as I sit here and think of the big boys, but no, I think you mentioned it like Swerve and uh M- MJF and Adam Cole was really good. I know we already kind of talked about them mm-hmm. and then they became besties and that's always a good time. I'm trying to think of anything. There's been some really good really good matches that stuff like we mentioned earlier with cody and brock i thought was fun stuff match of the year probably not sammy Zayn versus roman reigns is still up there for me in terms of just like overall feel of everything that went down yep. uh, uh mjf seth, and Dickinson, the seth, Iron seth, match. seth winning the world championship that match absolutely uh, ruled the triple threat between sheamus drew and yeah there well. you go hell yeah no i remember leaving that just going man i'm hurting just watching that thing yeah yeah i i gotta kick out two of my own and it's tough because like i don't want to say omega osprey because i mean those were two really great matches um but i got the blood and guts match from this past year yeah. it was a lot of fun i was there 
Ooh, what about Claudio and Kingston? I, I was in the audience for the Blood yeah. Guts match this year. You, you've been this in the stuff. audience for a lot of shows this past year. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah I, was, I was lucky. NXT. I was lucky. Yeah. Um, and from Death Before Dishonor, Shibata versus Daniel Garcia. Mm, I, yes. I love that match. I know it doesn't get like tons of the you know match of the year hype, but to me, sometimes a match of the year for myself can be a match where like you know you get goosebumps or you get like just sheer emotion from it, whether it's happiness, sadness, anything like that. Like it doesn't have to be the most technically sound, but no. just to garner a reaction. Sometimes that is what makes them match. I got I got two more that if we're talking about technically sound emotion, Zach yeah. Saber Jr. and Dan, Brian Danielson, and yeah. then Zach Saber Jr. and Speedball from New Japan Strong. Yes. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Just I mean, you could probably put a bunch of Speedball Mike Bailey matches oh on God, that yeah. on oh, the yeah. list. The guy absolutely had a year, but yeah. It matches like that that's what i love about wrestling man you don't they don't have to be technical technical no. bangers to be great but it's awesome when they are mm-hmm. so 100%. and I, I i like teddy kingston like i said claudio when he won the roh title mm-hmm. finishing his story i thought that match was cool it's good stuff i love that i had to mention eddie kingston can we talk about orange cassidy and every match he had all year oh he had such a run with that international title yeah. like yeah it was you were getting weekly bangers with him, you know, and that was something like they told a great story. And I mean, to me, he could be up there for wrestler of the year just with the year he had because he was in and out every week defending that title, putting on great matches. It got to the point where you thought he was going to lose, like, okay, this is where they're going to pull the trigger. He's finally going to lose. Yep. No, he just kept going. Yep. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, now. 2024. I mean, you threw out that uh, the idea of Jack Perry, but I'm going to leave this open for predictions. One from each of you of something you think we're going to see in the upcoming year. Mm. Mercedes Monet will sign with the WWE. Yeah, I think she's going back there too. I do. I wouldn't be surprised that she would be perfect for the Rumble. Yeah, turn at the Rumble. Oh, I we just mentioned him. I think in the year 2024 that Daniel Garcia will be a world heavyweight champion. Wow. For AEW? Yep. Or, I mean, I could see Ring of Honor probably mm-hmm. more than, but I think he will be a world heavyweight champion of a major promotion. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to, I'll go on a limb and I'll say AEW world champion at some point, mm-hmm. but I think more, more than likely it would be Ring of Honor. But. Can I? I'm going to do it. I'm going to okay. do it. Marco Stunt will make his oh, in-ring God. return somewhere. Would you every, please stop? Every, every week, the Leave me alone. Oh. Let me let me enjoy my life, you two. Listen. Oh, unbelievable. I want it to happen. I don't care where he wrestles, whether it's a bingo hall, whether it's AEW, whether he's kicking Jack Perry's ass for kicking him out of Jurassic Express. But no, I I don't know. Like the, the here's the thing. Like everything's kind of like we we do this all the time when the big who's left? Right? Like, who's, like, the big fish still sitting out there that doesn't have anything going on outside of Mercedes? Like, it's going to have to be something out, out, you know, off this that we're not even thinking about or somebody that's, like, tearing it up on the indies that's finally going to make the jump or maybe somebody in Impact, but really maybe, like, Trinity comes back, but I think she's doing really well in Impact. You know what I mm. mean? It's just, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2024's got a lot of work to do to compete with the crazy year that 2023 was. Okay. I'm going to throw two names for you, and I want you to tell me if, we, if we're going to see them in a North American ring this year. Okay? First one being Okada. Yes. Second one, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> uh, Isn't Okada coming to TNA's next off? I'm talking. I think Okada. Go, I think. AEW. Yeah, I think there's. Oh, a chance, I, got I think there's a chance that Okada goes to WWE. Yeah, because he's a free agent. Really? He's he's his contract's up next year. He's good friends, or Nakamura and him are. Yeah, I, I, there's rumors that w, again. Rumors are rumors, but mm-hmm. there there are reports that WWE is seriously interested in Okada if and when he becomes a free agent. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, I felt the same way about Jay White and Osprey. Like if either of them mm-hmm. would have ended up in WWE, it just made sense to me. Okada would be a star. I'm so excited for Okada WWE. and NXT facing off against Lexus King. There you go. There you go. 
I'm uh, kidding. Gold- For the audio listeners, I'm joking. I'm going to say uh, Goldberg. I thought you were going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. But, yes. Because uh, I could see Punk main eventing WrestleMania against Stone Cold Steve Austin more than I can see it happening with Seth Rollins. Uh, but I'll say no on – I'll say yes on Okada, no on Goldberg. That's okay. what I know. Plug I'm going to say I, I don't want it, but I think we'll see it. I think some I don't know because he had he didn't have like a retirement match and Goldberg seems like the kind of guy that would want it so they'll do it somebody will do it I don't know who I don't want it but they'll do it what's left okay. who's left that's what that's what I said like who's left like Goldberg wants to do a retirement match you AEW put that on they got they signed Ric Flair. To a yeah. multi-year deal, for Christ's sake. Give Bill one. Yeah. I don't want it, but it'll happen. <laughs> Very fair. All right, guys. Um, if you have anything to plug, here's your chance. I mean, I know where I can find you guys. But for the listeners who may not know, where can they find you? Oh, you're oh, oh, I was like, so we playing chicken? We playing chicken? I always uh, go, can, I always go second on beards, right? No, I know, yeah. Uh, you can find me at JPJ Loves Gaming on all <laughs> we'll social media platforms. We're talking Twitter, we're talking threads, we're talking blue sky, even on Twitch where we play some video games and have some fun over there. You can find me on Love Wrestling every Thursday <laughs> night, youtube.com slash love wrestling ca with this nut uh down the bottom of the screen. Is your house on fire? Dude, between between two beards and then you can find me on sundays we'll be kicking it up shortly after the new year uh with my buddy big money drew talking all things aew on firmly aew that's where you can find me hell yeah hopefully hopefully you can find blair and i on four exposure This on the on Saturday mornings, if his house doesn't burn down, I, this week is just gonna be me doing it from a pile of rubble. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you can find me at plugo underscore on the Twitter machine or X or whatever you guys call it these days. You can find me at plugo loves wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at plugo on TikTok, Blue Sky, and Threads. I'm trying to do more stuff over there you can find me like he said up there every thursday night depending on when this comes out we have jack pride this thursday night uh the 14th the love wrestling scramble championship hanging out with us talking some wrestling and yeah so you can find all of that on b2 beards every social media website imaginable is b2 beards everything is synced there i can't sync it up with plugo but yeah you can find out what we're doing every thursday night at 8 p.m right there I love wrestling. And then again, like I said, I'm with Blair on Saturdays or Fridays, depending on how our work schedules work out. Talking independent wrestling on four exposure. Hell yeah. Gentlemen, this was a blast. Thank you very much for joining me this week. Thanks for having us, brother. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm look I look forward to doing it again, man. Do it up again. <laughs> Thank you so much to JPJ and Plugo for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I appreciate them taking time out of their day to come talk wrestling. I also appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast. Thank you so much. I will say it every week. I truly appreciate you guys listening. So if it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at Grainmaker Pod. Basically, all social media, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Just look for that. I've got an account with it, except for TikTok. I don't do the TikToks. Um, you can find me doing for exposure every Saturday with my good friend Plugo, as he had already mentioned. So that's up on love wrestling. Check out all the great programs up on love wrestling, sign up for the Patreon. There's great stuff up there as well. So check it all out. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.